Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Planted and Growing. My name is Christina. My name is Grace. And we are doing our second episode following up our self-care, what it means to us episode. Um, and then we've reached out to our community to ask about what self-care means for you all and receive some feedback and we'll be sharing that in today's episode as well and we're just gonna kind of continue our self-care conversation and incorporate some reflections over the past week or so about the current state of the world and how self-care is probably more important now than ever before wouldn't you say i would say <laughs> I would definitely say and I also think that it can be a little bit um, like there can be some opposition because although I think that it is very important and it is now more important than ever sometimes it can be even harder to implement though because right. it's like we don't really have to do anything and I think that having to do nothing can sometimes lead to you doing nothing <laughs> you know what I'm saying like <laughs> we don't have to a lot of people aren't having to get up and go to work and a lot of people's routines are completely shattered and completely having to rearrange their entire days because they don't really have much going on or you're somebody working like in healthcare, and um by that I mean like medical or you know anything involving other people's health and you're just frantic on the line at all times, just going, 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 and you don't, you don't have the time to stop. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's like a lot that goes into it in general, but especially right now. So I believe, I mean, so I think that it's important for all of us to just take a, a step back and navigate this the best way we can that feels the best for each of us. And Hopefully these suggestions and these self-care things from other people resonate with you and maybe you'll pick up on some and implement some into your own routine or your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. I like, yeah, there's um, a lot of learning I think that we need to do in the, in the next couple of days about like, um, it's just a huge shift for like, everyone individually but then humanity as a whole and so uh, there's yeah just a reflection that needs to happen about how do you foresee the next few weeks looking like for you and um or at least those are reflections that i've been making um and what can you implement into yeah your daily life um to Kind of make you feel as best as you can feel because shit's weird right now <laughs> yeah weird is a understatement <laughs> <laughs> definitely um i think that because there's a lot of presence of the coronavirus where you are it seems um to be way more i mean it's probably it's crazy everywhere for sure but I don't know, just my talking with people in Southern California, I feel like it's a little um, more intense there than it is in Austin. Yeah. 
Which is interesting to me, because I know Texas is just as big of, if not bigger, a state. I just feel like there's a lot more people in California, so I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Sure. Um, I have mine pulled up, so I got quite a lot. I got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. I got 15. Nice. So we don't have to go in depth too much with everyone, because that would be like a two-hour episode. <laughs> but um, the first one says, taking pics, washing my face twice a day, pamper self. <laughs> um, mm. I know that this person just likes to take photographs. Um, and I mean, washing your face is essential unless you don't like my boyfriend doesn't wash his face and he has perfect skin, so it's fine. But <laughs> I know that's um, annoying. <laughs> And then pampering self. So that's the thing, like, I know I mentioned last time that it's just so each to each their own. Because what pamper self to her means may not mean the same to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I don't really even know how to go into depth, because I don't know what she means. But that's <laughs> fine. Whatever pamper self means to you, do it. If that means taking a bath that means taking a shower if that means going on a walk if that means massaging your feet there's lots of different things that you can do to pamper yourself i think and it doesn't always have to be super fancy and luxurious especially now we can't go anywhere (laughs) (laughs) um second one says meditation shower routine accepting my feelings as they are that's a good one i Mm -hmm. think that's really important and also kind of difficult to do if you're not used to doing it because we always want to find out things or create reasons behind whatever we're feeling instead of just kind of letting them be mm-hmm. um, meditation you and I are very much aware of how important meditation is for sure mm-hmm. um, and then yeah sh- I got quite a few people replying with meditate which was nice to see in here oh yeah definitely it is really nice. I think that the more people who do it, especially in a time like this, maybe it'll help reflect the outer state of the world as well. Yeah, Because it's all definitely. part of the, the collective consciousness. So Yeah, we more... all have more time to meditate now. Mm-hmm. No excuses. <laughs> no, on Insight Timer, it's really beautiful to see on the homepage. It always says um, how many members there are and how many members are currently meditating at that moment and see like 4,000 people meditating at the same time is beautiful. So we can always up the number. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, The next one says connection. I think that one's really important as of right now because the the way that we connect is going, going to be a little bit different depending on where you are. Like in Orange County, I know that there it's pretty I wouldn't say on lockdown per se but there's um like different um, effects being put into place and we cannot have any gatherings of any groups of people outside our own homes until the end of the month Mm -hmm. all businesses that aren't essential basically aren't open Mm -hmm. um so the way that we want to connect probably can't really be done at the moment but that doesn't mean that it can't be done at all 
I think mm-hmm. that it's a new opportunity to explore your communities in different ways, like the virtual community, and maybe it's time to take back that positive aspect of social media and create new things for yourself within it and create new bonds with new people and find new communities and new niches and stuff. Definitely. I mean, I think that it's a, I think that it is a good opportunity for a lot of businesses explore remote working for people who are working from home currently and like kind of navigating that. I think that um, there's a lot of ways to still stay connected virtually. Um, And so, yeah, like you said, social media um, and ways important to have a good balance on social media. Um, So on the same note, if you don't feel like having connection, and just kind of maybe taking a social media detox because there's just a lot right now with a lot of media coming into our faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, even it, just take the opportunity to kind of be more reflective and uh, mindful of your time. Because when I um, when I first moved out, to, when I just have time to be alone at the, in the house and stuff, sometimes you can get really of alone and consumed with your thoughts and so i think it's important to really try and find that balance and if you can find it within connection or find it um just on your own then i would encourage that Mm -hmm. yeah i was thinking about taking a social media break again too but i think i'd rather not at the moment number one to incorporate more Um, self-discipline and number two just to stay informed because that's the only way that I can right now because I'm not obviously watching the news because I hate that shit so um yeah Yeah, I'm not watching the news either yeah I think it's important (laughs) just to just do everything to your discretion and to do it up until it starts feeling bad and then Mm -hmm. find ways to make it feel good again right Um, So the next one says, set aside some intentional alone time and do things that make me feel good. Example, reading a book, listening to podcasts, exercise, hike, sauna, cleaning. That all sounds lovely. I know. I've been wanting to go outside, but it's been raining for days and been gloomy and cold and muddy. And it's like as if staying inside wasn't enough. I have to. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I've never, okay, not never, but it's been a while since it's been this cloudy, this rainy, so many days in a row. Right. But yeah, it's like supposed to rain tomorrow, and it's supposed to rain like three, four days next week. So, that's fine. That doesn't, yeah, I mean, I was experiencing some like seasonal depression when I moved from Southern California to Austin, because the rain out here can be pretty intense too so I couldn't I couldn't that's kind of messes with people's like emotions um or like their frequencies when um the weather is not all that great and then now they have to stay inside and they're forced to stay inside so I can imagine how uncomfortable that could feel yeah I agree so come out son (laughs) I know there's like little glimpses of it here and there and there was yesterday too um Anyway, those all do sound lovely. I love listening to podcasts. I listened to one this morning that was talking about just, like, 
um, a bigger spiritual reasoning behind what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting listen, and I will probably put it down in the description. Whatever, what's it called again? Show notes. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I would love to listen to that. Okay. Actually, there's um, and also on the subject of podcasts, I recently just started uh, working with a a podcast called Therapist Uncensored, and they it's uh, two women therapists who give like their um, they just give information about like your brain and. Um, what's going on with your brain and your thought processes and you know, they've been therapists for decades and so yeah I think that there's a lot of to be consuming podcasts if you'd like and so they just have a huge library of episodes and it's kind of interesting to like do deep dives into into different emotion type things and so I don't know if it's necessary trigger warning like I was watching I was listening to an episode that kind of like triggered me and then I had to turn away from it <laughs> because I'm like this is hitting home but I feel like it's uh, free therapy as well mm-hmm. like it also can uplift you and kind of make you understand things a little bit more so just want to mention that nice I would be interested in that yeah um, uh, I can say one from my list. Yeah, do it. Um, this one was uh, one answer. It says, feed myself, take something off my plate, delegate, ask for help, go outside, and meditate. So feed myself is something that I definitely resonate with. Sometimes I'm confused on why I'm <laughs> feeling. Uh, I, I suffer from hanger for sure. And then I forget <laughs> that I suffer from being hangry so um actually in the last few weeks i've been like i need to eat at a specific time otherwise i'm just going to be like pushing it off and then i push it off for too long and then i start to get hangry Mm -hmm. so i think that nourishing your body with food is great self-care yeah it very overlooks because it's like a basic human need (laughs) right um and then take something off my plate that sounds nice Or you can just, like, ask for help. I feel like sometimes asking for help can be so difficult. But the moment you, like, can maybe reframe it as self-care and then you're like, I'm taking care of myself. Maybe someone can help me with this. And you don't have to feel so much guilt for asking for help. Yeah. I know know a lot of people struggle with that, including my boyfriend. And it's interesting coming from some – or interesting – because I'm such a person who's opposite. Like, I'll ask for whatever I need whenever I need it. And mm-hmm. I've never really felt, like, ashamed for that. There's mm-hmm. been periods in my life where I've, like, struggled asking for help because I have put this, like, label upon myself as being the helper and, like, the healer and the solver. And so I feel like if I can do it for others, I need to do it for myself. But then mm-hmm. I just got to a point where I realized that's just not realistic and it's unfair. Um so I don't do that anymore and if I need help if I need something like last night I was going through it I was feeling so many things last night because I had been so strong for him the last few days and then last night he I was laying with him and he was just like on the lap on my lap on his laptop just like watching something and I was like, I just need something right now like I just blurted it out and then he like (laughs) closed the laptop and like came 
closer to me and I started just like bawling my eyes out but it was necessary and needed and now he knows that I'm like in a little bit of a more fragile place so he's more understanding and that I'm probably going to be asking for more help than usual and that's mm-hmm. okay because mm-hmm. we're not meant to go through this alone or anything in life especially what's happening now right that's what I was kind of thinking too I think that helping other people and then being helped like it just can go back and forth you can offer your time or if you need help you can ask for help yeah um and then go outside I think we've kind of covered right I don't remember did we say a lot in the previous episode about it we just talked about it like five minutes ago (laughs) well yeah that too but I'm like even thinking back to the previous episode I was like well I mean I I guess going out going outside for me is uh going to the park and Mm -hmm. when I was in southern California going to the beach and stuff yeah um and yeah meditate was the other one which we've already touched on you can go back to your list if you want (laughs) okay I'm gonna try to find one that I think is important to touch on um I had a couple people say so one person said I think about practicing self-care if I had time for me and then another person said I've been slacking on it. And I think now is a great time to catch up on what you've been slacking on or what you've been wanting to do but haven't had the time for. Um, and I think that we tend to feel like we run out of time during the days, but it's not how much time, it's the way you use your time. Because the average day is around like 14 to 16 hours. That's a lot of time. And mm-hmm. even if you do have an eight-hour job, you still have another eight hours after, or not after, but, like, intermitted before, after all combined together is another, like, you know, solid chunk of time to do things for yourself, even if it is just a five-minute meditation, even mm-hmm. if it is just washing your face, even if it is just taking, on your, taking your dog on a walk around the block, you know, there's things that you can do for yourself. You just have to make the time, and I've, I've always thought that, like, Well, I don't want to say that it's an excuse, but I think that it calls for um, just a re-navigation of the time that you have and what you do with that extra time outside of the things you have to do. Um, Right. Because it's so easy to be like, well, I had a long day, now I just want to do nothing. And that might be the self-care that you need that day, but to do that every day after work is probably, you know, not really much, not really self-care at that point and more so just laziness. Um, and again, it's all up to your discretion and what you think feels best, but I think it's really important to find even just 30 minutes a day, just do something for yourself, you know? Right. Totally. I, I completely agree. I think that over time when you're implementing, uh, these self-care practices, it's going to add up and growth will occur. So I, it's just, there's think that we're kind of we're living in the society that's very sedentary and we don't really have very much awareness about how much time we have every day and so when we're um, putting practice into continuing to go towards these self-care practices it'll be easier for you to do it mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. so I feel like it could be challenging to to implement but after, over time if you're consistent with it it can can drastically increase (laughs) and you'll feel the you'll feel the results (laughs) exactly um 
someone said walk height eat well drink water smoke weed cry <laughs> in that order <laughs> no i'm just kidding um oh man i can't even tell you how important crying is for me personally like right i have always been the type of person i think this is normal for everybody but like now being like more into myself and more into spirit more into myself more into my spirituality and me as a person knowing myself is what i meant to say um i you know how you could get that like that ball in your throat when you want to say something and can't or when you want to cry and you can't mm-hmm. mine gets so intense and it actually hurts um even today i've felt it like all day just like kind of sitting in the back of my throat and mm-hmm. when I finally get something that like tr- sparks me or triggers me to finally release, it feels so good. And I don't mm-hmm. know how people will basically like shove it down so far to where it just goes away. Like I can't do that. I and there's times where like it won't come up and I want it to and like I'll watch a sad video or something <laughs> and it just like won't happen. And I'm like, damn, like I just need this release. Um, and I personally just think it's so important to f- to have that emotional release when you need it and when you feel it coming mm-hmm. because it gets turned into some other kind of energy and it's usually not positive and it's usually detrimental to you versus just a cry sesh, a good old cry sesh. I know it's right. not the most fun, but it does feel good after. Like when I was younger, I used to have like post cry sesh naps. They were so good. <laughs> oh that's so cute (laughs) no I feel that I can cry at the drop of a hat and um, I'm also a cancer so I feel like people know that cancers are just really super sensitive Um, but yeah I just yeah crying comes very natural to me and it'll unfortunately I sometimes even frustrate myself when my body reacts in crying and I don't want to (laughs) cry And, you know, ultimately, um, ultimately, I encourage myself to cry. I'm never actually resisting crying. It's, you know, sometimes you're in a social setting or something. You can just start crying. You're like, okay, well, I don't really want to cry right now. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm definitely for crying. Um, But women for crying. Hashtag women for crying. (laughs) Um... The one I just read right now was eat Oreos and hide from the kids after they go to bed. <laughs> Can't relate, but I would probably do the same if I was in this situation. Right? That's funny. Um, this is one that I like. Breathing consciously and doing stuff when I, quote, don't feel like it. Oh, yes. I was reflecting on that too, on that recently. But if you have something you want to say about it, you can go ahead. That's just me that's my life in a nutshell I'm always not wanting or not having motivation to do the things that are best for me and it's so annoying I'm just wanting to like reach inside and be like listen here you know damn well that you'd rather read a book than sit on Twitter for three hours thankfully (laughs) I I don't do that honestly I, 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 I I think I have a time limit for social media for like an hour or two for both but ugh I don't know, man. It's just been a habit for so long at this point that I'm not sure how to integrate it to become a permanent part of my life because it comes in waves. So, 
I feel you. Um, thing I, one thing that I've struggled with in the past is, yeah, sitting and consuming too much social media when I'd rather be doing something more productive. And one of the ways that I've been able to kind of accomplish like social reading over social media is that I've been back on my Kindle. And I wonder if like, um, I don't know. For me, I was like, okay, every time I want to go on social media and scroll through a feed, maybe I should just be like reading my Kindle. So I have it as a device, but you can also have it as an app on your phone. And so I have like the Kindle app all big and everything else is in folders. And so it's like, I see it Mm -hmm. and it's there. Yeah. And that's what I should be doing instead of um, and then also, I, I've also done like different backgrounds on my phone and stuff like that, like go read a book <laughs> instead of look at your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's encouraged me to like, kind of like change that habit. Um, and another like mantra that I have for that is uh, create over consume. So it's uh, a mindset to go into a creative flow instead of sucking myself into consumption and so instead of um looking at other people's photos i could be creating photos and i think that creativity is such like a huge form of self-care that like probably you know that's better use of my time and 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 also yeah reframing so that it is self-care like creativity and self-care go hand in hand mm-hmm. um and then also I wanted to mention on the like kind of like doing mundane things we kind of touched on it before about like cleaning your house and how um I was doing that recently and I was able to reframe it as self-care and it made me feel better about it to think that like this is so mundane and boring and I don't want to be doing this but to reframe it as self-care made it um I just like oh well I'm just taking care of myself mm-hmm. so I don't know if that makes sense in your brain but um yeah it does I mean for me like cleaning already is an act of self-care so then I just have to take the things that I like to do but have a hard time getting around to like reading and instead of thinking of it as just like having to read think of it as learning new information and knowledge that I can implement into my life to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the next one I read is meditate and never read the comment sections online. Oh, man. I love the comment sections online. <laughs> Mostly on, on YouTube. YouTube comment sections are gold. Oh, yeah, um, I always scroll down and read the top comment. Yeah, but that's a good thing to do because, truthfully, not a lot of them are very nice. Right? Especially on your own posts and stuff. Well, I don't know. It depends. If you're, like, a popular creator, then there's probably a negativity. But when you're just, like, you know, a regular user, then usually people back what you have to say. Right. Yeah, I think that the comment section can get really nasty sometimes so or it's just like a good reminder to have boundaries with where you are on the internet yeah that's true um do you have anything else on yours um let me see 
I pretty much went through most. There's a couple that actually weren't relevant. They were just like, <laughs> just spreading positive vibes. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I know. I know. And someone that I don't even know, I'm pretty sure doesn't follow me. So, not that that's a bad thing, but. Oh, I know. When you ask these questions on Instagram, they just, so there's a lot of spam in them nowadays. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, someone asked me, are you vegan? And I'm like, I think you could tell from my account that I'm vegan. So it seems like this is just a, a spammy. And it, yeah, anyway. Yeah, just spammy comments. <laughs> um, the last one that I have is tea, journal, hibernate, eat good foods. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of people who are kind of introverted um, who are currently going through the coronavirus um, social distancing and probably are enjoying having the option to be working from home and staying home. And so mm-hmm. that is a form of self-care. So actually, that reminds me of something I wanted to say earlier is that I think that this is a good opportunity for all of us to be very grateful for what we currently have, um, you know, as crazy as things are, well, as crazy as things are right now, um, just a lot of gratitude for, like, I'd assume that most of us have people around us healthy, and um, so I think that it's just yeah, I can't go to the gym anymore because the gym's closed. And so I'm grateful that I actually even have the option to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like thing like, we, there's like a lot of amenities, I guess, that we have as Americans. And so when we're, we're deprived of them, then we can be more grateful for them when they return. Yeah. And I have mixed feelings about that because these are things that we should be grateful to have access to on a daily basis, but we don't. And when things are so readily available at the tip of our fingers, how can we be grateful for it when we don't ever feel like it's ever going to be taken away from us? And then when it is, it's panic mode. It's not like, oh, wow, I miss that thing. I'm so grateful that I have it on a normal day-to-day basis. And obviously not right now, but when it returns, I'm going to be so grateful and I don't feel like a majority of the people feel that way. I feel like it's Oh, I just... agree. I think it is an opportunity, though. I yeah. agree that yeah. more... it is that's an opportunity. not definitely the... it's not the mindset that a lot of people have. I understand right. that. Yeah. And so just what I'm saying is that, like, I wish that more people were taking this opportunity to be grateful for things that they don't currently have access to at the moment. Like... Say, for example, there's a family who every Sunday night they go to the movie theater together, but right now they can't do that. Like, you know, I think stuff like that is worth, or for them, it's being like, wow, I miss that. Like, I miss that time with my family. That's something I look forward to every week. I'm going to make sure that I appreciate it a lot more when it comes back again. But then things like food, for example, and how everyone's like panic buying all of the food in the grocery stores, it's like, uh, I don't know. Again, mixed feelings. So it's kind of hard to convey when I'm so like jumbled up with how I feel about everything. But I think sure. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I think that it's, a, it's also a good opportunity for people to reflect on their actions. Like, I don't know. Um, 
just a, a call to mindfulness, I guess, because um, there's just a lot of energy flowing throughout the world um, with uh, between us as humans. And so if we can be, we, you posted this as, on Instagram as well. If we can be spreading joy and happiness and positivity, gratitude, harmony, those, those vibrations um, would affect a lot more better change than panic and fear and um scarcity and um so it's a mind a mindset shift and it's gonna take a a long a long time to learn about but i think that hopefully people can move to the the thought process of this is shitty but we had it (laughs) we had it good and we can have it good again um, but it's not, yeah, it's definitely not going to happen overnight, but maybe people can have a reflection on their actions because things are happening. There are shelves and there's elderly people who want, there's shelves that are empty and elderly people that need help. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so awareness, and then maybe people can change how they're acting. Mm-hmm. Um, also something that I've been seeing a lot of is people like, I have to be alone with myself for this many days or this many hours every day and I'm not used to that like I don't know Mm -hmm. how to navigate myself or my thoughts like this is going to be terrible right and that just goes to show that so many people are constantly in survival mode when they don't have to be Mm -hmm. that the fact that they have to be alone with themselves is terrifying I think that's like one of the saddest things to be seeing is that people aren't comfortable with themselves and they're not comfortable being alone with themselves and that's why there's so much distraction and escapism and it's so normalized because a lot of people feel that way Mm -hmm. and I feel like right now is such a good time to make use of the time and start to learn about who you are to, to the point where you're okay with being by yourself because even last night when I was like going through that little thing and I had my boyfriend right by my side I was like damn like I had this thought I wanted to write it down but I didn't because I'm a dumbass but (laughs) I was like I should write this down because I'm gonna forget it tomorrow but I basically I think it was really short and simple it's just like I cannot expect from others what I cannot give to myself Mm -hmm. and because in that moment I wasn't comforting myself I was looking for outside comfort and so how was I expect? and this was when he was like not not paying attention to me I would say but he didn't know like the severity of what I was feeling because number one Mm -hmm. I didn't express it to him so how was he supposed to know number two again I'm not allowing myself to be comforted by myself and so how could I expect him even if he did try to comfort me how could I expect feeling that comfort and and feeling safe from it when I can't even do that for myself And I think that just like really resonated with me in that moment because again, like there's a lot of things that I've been wanting to do for myself. There's a lot of things that I want to implement into the person that I am and the person I want to be, but I'm not. And so how can I expect anything else to ever fill that gap for me if I can't do it myself? And I think that we, the podcast that I mentioned earlier was talking about how much we rely on the outside world for ourselves. Um, whether that's like, you know, getting so many materials, foods, items from China, which right now I know like trade is being 
slowed down and how we expect all these different things from all these different people and how we look for outside validation all the time how we constantly go out to eat because we can't make our own food or grow our own food and just this is like a huge time to do so much self-reflection and realize that that at the end of the day we truly only ever have ourselves I think that Mm -hmm. that was like a huge thing that I realized in like that really small moment of feeling like overwhelmed last night it's just just like as a whole everyone or no one is is okay with themselves and how can you not be okay with the only person that can ever really bring you peace you know because Mm -hmm. right now most people are their own enemies so that's there's that (laughs) no i feel you i mean i I had a period of time last year when I was unemployed and spending a lot of time by myself and I completely understand when you just feel like crap about yourself because you have a lot of time to feel like crap about yourself. But there's this woman that I follow on Instagram, I'll tag her as well, her name's Anna Brown. And she is very much in the mindset of um, how we are capable. Well, it's just kind of like your thoughts create your reality is basically Mm -hmm. what it is. Bottom line is that everything is happening within you and it all starts with your thought process. And this can eventually be reflected on the outside if you spend a lot of time and practice working on your thought process and having it be redirected into into the light Mm -hmm. and so yeah i think that um there's a lot of yeah a lot of time for a lot of people currently to be redirecting their thought process towards um growth um as a community and as a whole and as an individual and so yeah, and that is kind of all you have is yourself to do this. And I agree. I've been having a lot of those reflections lately too about wanting things to happen for me, but re- yeah, having thought process that other people will make it happen for me. But that's right. not the case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once you have that shift in um, in your perspective and thought process, then it's likely that things will start being reflected on the outside, but you kind of have to think about that a little bit more, you know? Yeah, and I think that a lot of people just assume that I'm, like, this huge optimist um, by nature, and half of that is true, but the other half takes work. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm just that way. I have to practice being that way, I have to practice taking control of my thoughts. I have to practice stepping outside of my egoic thoughts and realizing that just because I'm thinking something doesn't mean I actually believe it to be true. And I have, I've gotten to a point where yesterday I was feeling anxiety, but it was physical because my mind doesn't really like latch on to anxious thoughts and if it does I'm able to kind of snap myself out of it but my body will hold on and retain that anxiety Mm -hmm. Um, but just even the fact that I can dictate that from an actual 
like genuine I am feeling anxiety versus my body is feeling anxiety Mm -hmm. Uh, that took a long time like there was times when I was younger why I would have such bad anxiety that I would black out like I don't I don't I just know that there are some people who think that I just like have it so good and stuff like that and yeah my life is very blessed I'm very blessed to have the life that I do and I'm very grateful for everything I have and the people that I have and the way that I grew up but that doesn't mean that I don't and haven't faced hardships or that I am not allowed to feel what I feel you know mm-hmm. so um I have a house full of food my all my family is healthy and okay I have everything that I need I have a beautiful backyard with a beautiful view and people can have all of that and still remain anxious and be unhappy and so mm-hmm. I think like during this time a lot of people have so much time to themselves and it's a really important time to implement a practice and a discipline and getting again just like getting to a point where you're okay at least to begin with being okay with being by yourself you don't have to necessarily enjoy it but I just think that it's important to start the practice now while you have the time so that in other parts of your life when you know you get to you can get to a point where you choose to be alone you know what I'm gonna stay inside tonight I just feel like being alone you know Mm -hmm. I would say that things that help me in regard like in regards to when you start to feel uncomfortable with being alone is um being in the present moment like realizing that sometimes your anxious feelings are for things that you want to happen in the future or things that have happened previously and so mm-hmm. um just refocusing continually about trying to stay present um but in addition to that like trying to stay in a state of gratitude i mean you just listed a bunch of things that you are grateful for um so i think that that also can help kind of reprogram uh, the way that you feel in the present moment if you're lonely and by yourself um, is just to be present and, and focus on what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that this is a really good point in our lives to practice gratitude now more than ever. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have anything right now, mm-hmm. nor have they ever. Or maybe they did and something happened to where they don't but regardless it's important to reflect on what you have not necessarily physical or monetary but just you know finding something at least three times a day (laughs) maybe it's before you go to bed or when you wake up but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's another good self-care practice is just being grateful and and actually like kind of embodying the feeling of gratitude um actually i've been doing that gratitude meditation that was in the meditation episode um every morning and it's just a good way to kind of reframe um the day and start with the gratitude so just yeah constantly revisiting it and trying to embody the feelings of gratitude is is really helpful for like uplifting your mood Mm-hmm. and just seeing things from a different perspective uh perspective of i have abundance yeah yes and i'm grateful versus i don't have and i'm upset 
and I, and I want. Yeah, exactly. Do you have uh, any more responses or anything else? Um, they were, some of them were similar to um, last week or the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, being active, and she specifically said, needs to be fun and happens to be physically demanding. So I think when we were talking about like being active previously, for us, we go to the gym, but like um, just being active by like any means and be fun. Like I've discovered that I'm really into bowling. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. So... I remember when you told me you were in a league. I was like, no way. <laughs> so cute. And so, um, yeah, it could be any type of movement. And so I thought that that was, it was cool that she noted that it needed to be fun. Um, but yeah, pet my cat is another one. So I think <laughs> like animal companions are also a way to embrace your self-care. I know that like I wouldn't really necessarily be going out for walks that often if I wasn't walking my dog. So right. grateful for him to make me um, a better person. <laughs> I feel like I had so much that I wanted to say, but being my current emotional state, it's been a little bit hard to express myself. Um, but I am looking forward to the next episode whenever we get to record that and just seeing like the difference between right now and how that's going to be and how everything is going in a week or two from now. Right. Um, and I hope that I'm doing better. <laughs> I know I will be, but again, oh, for I sure. just felt like I was like, yeah, I can't wait to do this. I got so much I want to say, but then I'm just like, wait, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think that when we kind of feel a little emotionally poopy, it's a good way to reflect on feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. So mm -hmm. just move towards your, like just in general, not you specifically, but everyone. We all need to just move towards self-care practices um, and... And we'll be good. Yes. I just keep looking out into the reflection of my mirror, which is the reflect like the outside window and it looks so nice outside. And I think I should go outside because I've been inside all day. <laughs> that sounds great. It does sound great. Because now mm -hmm. the sun is out longer, so I'm gonna try I to know. get that vitamin D. <laughs> mm -hmm. Grateful for that as well. Thank you, sun. <laughs> Thank you, sun. Oh yeah, speaking of sun. Um that's what the podcast is called. Let me double check really quick before I go. Um, my cousin sent it to me. It's called Why the Coronavirus is Our Greatest Opportunity for a Global Awakening. Um, and yeah. she calls she calls them, like people, light workers. She changes it to sun workers because she talks about how important the sun is. And again, I will have the link to that in the show notes and I think that everybody should take a listen to it beautiful I can't wait all right everybody please take care of yourself and stay safe and please know that we are always readily available to reach out to and to talk to and never Definitely. feel like you are alone because you're not there's so many other people who are experiencing what you are and every feeling that you're feeling is valid no matter how mm -hmm. over the top or under the top <laughs> it's all valid so again please just take care of yourself yes definitely 
I, I concur with everything Grace just said. Yeah, you can read our contact information is going to be in the show notes. So feel free to reach out to us. And yeah, just we need to stick together and be kind to one another so that we can continue that momentum into outside of quarantine life. Yes. Yes, please be kind to each other and help others. It'll make you feel better. Yes. I promise. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And again, stay safe. Okay, bye. Bye.